fun guys that were here. It was awesome. We had a great time. And the man that I invited to come speak, I met about a year ago, and we've developed a relationship over this past year. He's a man of great passion. He's a man who loves Jesus with all of his heart. He's a founder of Impact Ministries International. He ministers across America and abroad preaching, church consulting, supporting AIDS orphanages, living in, living in refugee camps, by digging water wells, building churches, providing beds and mosquito nets, school uniforms, and Bibles. Prior to answering the call to full-time ministry, Fred Felton was a professional baseball player with the Philadelphia Phillies. He resides in Tampa, Florida with his wife and three incredible children. Fred has a word from God for us. First service, God moved in a powerful way. I love Fred, even though he's a better golfer than me. I still love Fred. I want us this morning to welcome Fred Felton III to the City Church platform. Can you do that this morning? Come on, let's get the brother. If you love your wonderful pastors, Pastor and Mrs. Smith, can we clap our hands for the Lord for them? Come on, can you clap your hands? Can you holler? Can you scream? Praise God. If you can give me a little more volume in the monitors, I'd like to hear this preacher preach too. Come on, say amen. It's amazing how the Lord uh, is with you. Oh, thank you. In life's journey. Uh, I, I, I accepted the Lord when I was 17 years old. Uh, prior to that, uh, the love of my life was baseball. Uh, God blessed me to play baseball at an early age. I was just good at the age of six. Uh, what my dream was to play professional baseball. How, how many of y'all got dreams? Anybody got dreams out there? Amen. Got dreams out there. And, and I tell young people, uh, young adults, college students, that we still serve a God who can make dreams come true. I got saved at 17, was just lit on fire. It was like me going from a black and white TV to HD TV. Come on, somebody. Just, just came alive, excited about Jesus. I wanted others to know about Jesus who changed my life and how he could change their life. And I used to have a stuttering problem. I mean, I, I, I used to stutter like crazy. And then, then the interesting thing was, is that when I would start talking about Jesus, I wouldn't stutter. And I thought that the Lord was going to use me to play pro baseball to tell people about Jesus. Oh, yes, I'm going to make millions for Jesus. Come on, somebody. On the baseball field. Well, as God had it, he let me live my dream. Now I'm living his dream. From the baseball field, now I'm on the harvest field. Can we give our hand claps for the Lord? So it's been amazing. It has been a, a wonderful journey of seeing God changing lives as we uh, spread the message of hope. I tell people, I'm not a dope dealer. Come on, somebody. I'm a hope dealer. Come on, say amen. <laughs> and so the Lord has opened up a wonderful opportunity for us uh, through Impact Ministries. We're going to be leaving uh, for Uganda in August, and we're going to excuse me, on a mission. To raise $20,000. And with that money, we're going to sponsor 500 pastors. We're going to feed them. We're going to provide transportation and lodging. There's going to be a, a pastors and leadership conference. Also, with that money, we're going to be digging wells for our Hands of Hope children that we're helping. 
going to be purchasing shoes. I just believe if I got a whole bunch of shoes, they can at least have one pair of shoes. Come on, say amen. So we're going to raise money to help them have shoes and mosquito nets and Bibles and things of that sort. And we're also going to build a school for them. So will you please keep our ministry in prayer and that God will continue to open doors and give us protection and provision as we go to help people uh, hear the message of hope through Jesus Christ. Amen. And, and I'm getting kind of new to this to this social media thing, but if you are out there and you are on Twitter, uh, you can connect with me through at Fred Felton 3. And if you hurry up, uh, you can be number three. Come on, somebody, for my followers. Praise God. Also, uh, you don't know, but when I was in Uganda about four years ago doing ministry in the village, uh, I got stricken with malaria. And malaria now in Uganda is the number one killer. I had cerebral malaria. It was the worst malaria a human being could ever get. It put me in a coma for three days. The doctors gave me 48 hours to live. People who came and saw me in the hospital said I was in a fetal position, literally breathing and fighting for my life. But the doctors didn't know that there were churches across America praying for me. Come on, somebody. So can I encourage you? Don't stop praying. Tell your neighbor, don't stop praying. Come on, tell them again, don't stop praying. Amen. We still serve a God who performed miracles. And, 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 and out of that experience, people ask some kind of crazy questions. One question was like, did you see a light? I said, no, the only light I saw was when they turned the light on from the wall. Come on. And then they said, did you hear an angelic voice? I said, no, I didn't hear anything. I was in a coma. Come on, somebody. But, but out of that experience came a book, my first book that just been out for about six months. It's called Tragedy to Triumph, What to Do When Life Says No. So if you're in a difficult situation, a difficult spot, your back is against the wall, or maybe just want to be inspired and motivated and encouraged. This book will take you literally on a journey that will make you smile, laugh, and cry. And it's just a book to be a blessing to you or to somebody else who could be a blessing to. Also, there's some CDs out there. One of them I want to feature is I Hear a Sound, Your Darkness Shall Turn. If you know anybody dealing with depression or in a dark place, it would be a great CD to invest in their life. And finally, don't let the dream die. If you can see it, then you can have it. This is a great DVD for all the dreamers out there. Amen. And last but not least, I want to bless the man of God. Amen. If you can hand that to me. Thank you. We went to go play golf yesterday, and we did not cuss. Come on, say amen. We didn't cuss. Amen, Pastor. We lost a lot of balls together in the drink. So I want to be a blessing to him and give him some golf balls. Oh, they are there, Pastor. And also a cool-looking looking golf hat. Come on and say amen. Praise the Lord. Happy birthday, my friend. If you have your Bibles, turn with me, please, to Luke chapter 8, Luke chapter 8, Luke chapter 8, Luke chapter 8. Uh, we're going to be reading from that portion of Scripture. Can you look at somebody next to you and tell them, say, neighbor... Come on, look at them. Don't look at me. I'm going to stay black. I promise. Say, neighbor. Say, oh, neighbor. You are so blessed. I mean, you are really blessed to be next to me. Luke 
Luke chapter 8, verse 40, the Bible says, And as Jesus returned, the multitude welcomed him, for he had, for they had all been waiting for him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was an official of the synagogue, and he fell at Jesus' feet and began to entreat him to come to his house. For he had an only daughter, about 12 years old, and she was dying. But as he went, the multitudes were pressing against him. Look at verse 49, please. While he was still speaking, someone came from the house of the synagogue official saying, your daughter has died. Do not trouble the teacher anymore. But when Jesus heard this, he answered him, do not be afraid any longer. Only believe and she shall be made well. And when he had come to the house, he did not allow anyone to enter with him except Peter and John and James and the girl's father and mother. Now they were all weeping and lamenting for her, but he said, stop weeping. She has not died, but is asleep. <laughs> they began laughing at him, knowing that she had died. He, however, come on, Jesus, took her by the hand and called, saying, child, Arise, and her spirit returned. And she rose immediately, and he gave orders for something to be given her to eat. Father, I just pray that you would do something special, real, genuine, and permanent in our lives today. In Jesus' name we pray that all God's people say amen. I want to give you some extra goodies today that I didn't get first service, if that's all right with you. One of the things that we see in the text here, that it talks about a crowd, a multitude, a gathering of people. And it gives us the mindset of this crowd. One of the things I've come to realize in this journey of walking with the Lord, that your mindset is very important. Your mindset, your thought processes, your thinking patterns is very important in what you receive or don't receive in the things of God. Your mindset, your thinking pattern is very important if you stay at the same place or if you break out of a place. Come on and say amen. Your, your, your thought processes, your, the way you think will greatly impact and influence if you stay at the bottom or if you make it to the top. So we see here in our account in the life of Jesus that, that this multitude, this gathering had a certain mindset and the Bible says that they welcomed 
Jesus. Have you ever been over to anyone's house? They invited you and you didn't feel welcome. Come on, somebody. I know some of y'all can't say amen because they don't leave till Monday. Come on, say glory. But these groups of people, they welcomed Jesus. They, 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 they wanted Jesus to, to be with them. Don't miss this. I'm going to help somebody. You see, people come to church for all kinds of reasons. Mm -hmm. Some people come to church because they're tired of their wife getting on their nerves saying you got to come to church so the husband comes just to keep his wife quiet some people come to church because she or he is single and they're trying to find a wife or a husband you can say amen some people come to church because they are religious some people come to church because they're going to have some snacks and some stale bread Come on, say amen. And some watered down Kool-Aid after church. But then there is a group of people who come to church because they want to encounter God. There is a group of people that come to church because they love Jesus. You don't have to beg them. You don't have to call them. But they understand. I want to go to the place where God shows up. I want to go to the place where I can encounter God. And then it says also that they were waiting for him. Now when it uses this word waiting, it's not the word we use in English like you're waiting for the bus. Or you're waiting for the cake to be done. Waiting for the bus. No, oh. oh, no, no, no. When it uses this word waiting here, this is the word that's associated with expectation. <laughs> Can you just lean over to your neighbor, give him a little bump, wake him up, and say, expectation. <laughs> this, this is having an attitude, a mindset of expecting something. The people understood that when Jesus showed up that something wonderful, something exciting, something magnificent was going to happen. Can I suggest to you, church, that's what we need in the house of God. We need people who have an attitude of expectation, who says, when I wake up in the morning, I am expecting something great to happen. Expectation that God is going Going to move expectation I'm going to get a word expectation I come in one way but I'm leaving a different way expectation I'm expecting a miracle I'm expecting signs I'm expecting wonders I'm expecting God to do something I don't know what God is going to do but I do know that God is going to do something 
expectation. Can I encourage you when you're combing your hair? Expectation. Putting your hair on. Expectation. Putting the teeth in your big mouth. Come on, somebody. Expectation. When you drive your car to church. When you go to work. When you go to school. Have an attitude of expectation. This could be the day that God does what you've been praying for. This could be the day that revival happens. This could be the day that you get the promotion. This could be the day that God hears your body. Let's have an attitude of expectation. If you have an attitude of expectation, clap your hands and let's give God some praise. Expectation. 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 You got some people come to church who don't expect anything. I can see it in your face when I'm preaching. I can hear it in your voice in the midst of praise and worship. When you have an attitude of expectation, nobody has to beg you to praise God. Nobody has to beg you to worship God. When you have an expectation, you lean on every word that comes out of the speaker's mouth. Jairus, Jairus, Jairus had a problem. And the problem he had was in his house. And this was a serious problem because the Bible tells us that his only daughter was dying. His baby girl, come on somebody. I, 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 I bet she was a cute little girl, amen. Have you ever seen a cute little girl? About three people's hands went up. Amen. Praise God. Huh? Amen. Well, just if you see a baby that's, amen, just keep praying for him. Praise the Lord. If you can't say a cute baby, baby, just say, oh, a baby. Praise the Lord. Amen. But he was faced with a serious problem. His only daughter, the Bible tells us, was dying. Mark says she was at the point of death. Now, I don't know if you have ever looked into the face of someone who was dying. Don't know if you've been by the bedside of a loved one or family member who is fighting for their life. Here's this little girl. Perspiring. Eyes rolling girl who's slipping in and out of consciousness. Here's a little girl who's, who's, who's breathing is rapid. Here's a little girl whose heartbeat is irregular. Here is this little girl. Probably in her mother's arms. She is in mama's eyes. Taking a, a, a cool rag to hope to keep her temperature down. Here's the diary. what to do. <laughs> Thank God for a man who won't crack under pressure. Thank God for a man who may not be the answer, but know who's to go, who has the answer. Thank God for a man who won't let pressure crush him. Serious problem. If we could be honest, take the mask off. 
Because I believe that some of our best actors and actresses are not on television or on movie screens. I think some of our best actors and actresses are in our pews on Sunday morning. We wear the mask like everything is wonderful. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Gloria a Dios. Praise the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, my God. But behind the mask, they're bleeding. Behind the mask, they're crying. That's why I thank God for this church. A church that will welcome people with problems. A church that will welcome people who don't have it all together. A church that welcomes people who are struggling with life and life issues. Thank God for this church. Thank God for this church. I'm talking about a serious problem. I'm not talking about, you know, problems. Honey, I can't find my glasses. They're on your head, Edward. I'm not talking about problems. Oh, my cable got cut off. Your bill, amen, amen. Oh, I got a problem. What's your problem, Bernard? My wife burnt Sunday's dinner again. No, no, no. Talk about problems that keep you up in the middle of the night. I'm talking about problems where your eyes close, but you're not resting. I'm talking about problems where you are at the end of your own problems, where your back is against the wall. Problems where you're in the valley of decisions. Problems where the clock is ticking and the doctors need a decision. I'm talking about serious problems. What did, what did, what did Jairus do? Jairus is going to be used by Jesus to show up what you and I need to do when problems come knocking on our door. The first thing Jairus did is that he went to Jesus. <laughs> he went to Jesus. Can somebody say Jesus with a smile? Hallelujah. He went to Jesus. Mm -hmm. He didn't go crazy. Come on, somebody. He didn't go off. He didn't cuss folk off and give them the finger. Come on, same hand. He didn't take his kids, scratch somebody's car. He went to Jesus. He didn't go postal, didn't work at the post office, but he went to Jesus. He understood that change, transformation, intervention. It begins with Jesus. He didn't go to church. He didn't go to Buddha. He didn't go to Allah. He didn't count beads. He didn't pray over candles. He went to Jesus. He didn't go to the shrine. He didn't go to the mosque. He didn't go to the Virgin Mary. He didn't go to the White House, the President, or the Senate, or the Queen of England. But he understood that if I want something to happen, I got to go to Jesus. Oh, 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 I like talking about Jesus. Somebody shout Jesus. 
He went to Jesus. Amen. He went to Jesus. The lily of the valley, the bright and the morning star, the alpha and the omega, the first and the last, the son of God, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the king of kings, and the Lord of lords. Can we clap our hands and shout Jesus? All of y'all not clapping your hands for Jesus. If you love Jesus, if you know Jesus, if you can spell Jesus, can you clap your hands? Some of y'all said, I refuse to clap my hands. Well, trust me, it's all right. You went to Jesus. Some of you here, you're facing something very traumatic. A serious problem. Go to Jesus. Number two, what, what Jairus did, the Bible tells us, watch this now. It says that he fell at the feet of Jesus. Now, this was a man who was represented in the community. He had a good reputation. He was, he was known in the community. He had a position in the community. He was known. He was a, a family man, but he did not allow his position, watch this, to keep him out of position. He humbled himself. Understand that when you choose to worship God, you are humbling yourself. You understand who's in your midst. When you worship God, you understand that it's not about you. It's not about them, but it's about him. Come on, somebody. When you worship God, you have the right perspective. Can I tell you, it's hard to worship God when you're full of yourself. You can tweet that. Come on, somebody. He worshiped. Here's what gets me. He worshiped in spite of his problem. Many times we let our worship or be dictated by our problems. But Jared said, I'm not going to allow me worshiping the Lord be influenced by my problem. God, will you raise up more believers who will be worshipers? You see, when you worship more, you worry less. But if you worry more, you worship less. You got to make up your mind. I'm going to be a worshiper. I'm struggling, but I'm going to worship. I'm hurting, but I'm going to worship. I'm broken. I'm discouraged. I'm bleeding. I'm lonely. I'm frustrated. I'm mad. I'm confused, but as for me in my house, we will worship. Hallelujah. Worship God. God is still on the throne. Worship God. He is Jehovah. Worship God. He's Elohim. Worship God. He's El Shaddai. Worship God. He is sitting on the throne and still in control. God, God, make me a preacher when I grow up. And then before I get to my last point, he, he talked to Jesus. 
because the Bible says he entreated Jesus to come to his house. That word entreat means to make an urgent request. Remember that song we, we sung in worship? Oh, 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 sometimes you don't have the words to express to Jesus. All you can do is make a sound. Sometimes all you can do is say, Jesus, Jesus. Sometimes all you can do is, oh, God, oh, and God in his sovereignty can interpret every tear. He can interpret every sound like a mother can interpret a baby's cry. God can interpret the groanings from your belly. <laughs> oh, and Jesus responded to his prayer. Don't allow your problem to shut you up. One of the many signs when a person slips into depression or is in depression is that they talk. They stop talking. saying, you keep talking to Jesus. And then finally, he um, he, 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 he was walking with Jesus. I did 17 years of ministry in Chicago. So I used to walk like this. Walking with Jesus. Come on, somebody. But with a heavy heart, you can walk with Jesus. Unsure of the future, what he was going to find when he got home. He kept walking with Jesus. With tears in his eyes. Burdened for his family. Has anybody ever been burdened for a family member? when you get saved, it's more worries, ain't it? So, so, so he's walking with Jesus. He's walking with Jesus. And somebody comes from his house and says, Jairus, your daughter has died. Don't bother the teacher anymore. How do you handle when things go from bad to worse? How do you handle when God doesn't answer your prayer when you think he should answer your prayer. 
How do you handle when you pray for a loved one and they still die? How do you, how do you handle when you've been cancer free? Hallelujah. Anniversary, you're cancer free. <laughs> confused but he, but, he, but he kept walking full of anxiety and he kept walking he kept walking he kept walking with Jesus so many people stop walking with Jesus when it gets worse but I want to encourage you keep walking with Jesus take my house take my job lost my car but I'm going to keep walking Stand to your feet, please. Jesus, how old are you? 16. Can I use you as a sermon illustration? Jesus walks into the house. Walks over to that little girl. Grab somebody. See, what most people are, are intimidated by Jesus was not intimidated by me. Jesus is not intimidated by your problem. Please hear me. He's not intimidated by what you're going through. He's not intimidated by life that's happening to you. Grabs her by the hand. Punches her hand. He says, child, arise. The child. here today. And I apologize for going three minutes over. Will you forgive me? Don't, 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 don't hold it against me. If you're here today, relationship. There's, there's a dead child, a dead son that's not serving God, a, a dead marriage, a, a dead dream. A, the gleam is not there in my eye. The sparkles, not in my smile. There's something dead that I need God to touch and to bring back to life. If that is you, you need God to bring something back to life. You need God to touch something. Touch your body, touch your mind, touch your marriage, but to touch something. Can you raise your hand quickly, please? Quickly. Keep your hand up. Don't be ashamed. You're safe here. Those whose hands are raised right now, can you meet me up front so I can pray over you quickly? Can I pray over you? Quickly come. Quickly come. Quickly come. We're over schedule right now, but quickly come. Thank you so much, Pastor. Thank you for looking at me. If your husband don't come, you still come. If your wife don't come, you still come. You represent your family like Jairus represented his family. Something dying in my life. Something dying in my life. There's a woman I prayed for. 
in Africa. Her and her husband came up with tears in their eyes. The doctor said, we can't have babies because my womb is dead. Will you pray for us? Pray the simple prayer. I said, Lord, let her have children by the time I come back next year. Come back two years down the road and this couple comes up smiling. Hey, you remember us? No. Well, you prayed for us. I prayed for many. You prayed for us to have kids. I prayed for many people to have kids. Well, when you prayed for us, my wife got pregnant. I said, praise God. And then he said, we're triplets. So we've been telling all our friends about you. Now, people kind of hesitate when they want me to pray for them. Yeah, I don't know. Well, lift your hands up. We're going to pray. Father, thank you that you're with us even right now. Thank you that you're walking with us as we walk with you. I pray by your Holy Spirit that every dead situation, every dead relationship, every dead marriage, every dead emotion, every dead dream, I pray that you would breathe life into it right now and you would lay hands upon it and it would come alive. We rebuke death right now and we command death to leave in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for your resurrection power. We thank you for touching right now. Just thank the Lord for touching you right now. Come on, thank the Lord for touching you. Come on, tell them thank you for touching me right now. Tell them thank you for touching me. Thank you, Jesus, for touching my mind, touching my emotions, touching my marriage, touching my son. Thank him for touching my daughter. Thank you, Jesus, for touching my body. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that I'm not by myself. Thank you, God, that you're giving me strength. Thank you, God, that you're making a way. Thank you, Lord, that your power is touching me right now. Why? Wow.